welcome to True to the Bible podcast with Hunter Davis. Thanks for joining us for this special series, Women's Conference 2023 on Fellowship. This is Stillwater Bible Church's Women's Conference that they held in 2023, and they had several breakout sessions as well as a special guest speaker. We hope that you enjoy these lessons. Thanks again for joining us. I, I checked and it didn't look like anyone else was walking around in the hallway. So I thought we would just go ahead and get started. Uh, of course, you know by being in the session that my name is Lois Fisher and I have a name tag too. But uh, don't worry about me shaking. I'm, yeah, I'm nervous, but I shake all the time. So I just want to be sure that you didn't think that Oh, my shaking is, you're feeling sorry for me because I'm so nervous, but I just have essential tremors, so I'm really okay, even though I shake. Um, before we get started, let's just go ahead and have a word of prayer, please. Lord, I come to you with thanksgiving for this time that we can spend together to share in fellowship and to grow in our fellowship to you. It's with great love to you that I share your word and what I've learned and know about quiet time. Love you, Lord. Amen. When uh, I'm going to start out by giving you the outline for what we're going to do today. And of course, as the sessions are set up, uh, we'll spend about 30 to 40 minutes with me giving the presentation and then you'll have some small group time to discuss. And I'll have some discussion questions on the screen, but you won't be limited to those. Um, so that, that is the plan for what we're going to do. And this is my outline. Uh, we'll start out by talking about why it's important for us to have quiet time, the why of it. And then I'll talk some about planning and preparing for quiet time and then we'll end with the major components of quiet time that uh, brings the greatest benefit for spending that time with the Lord. When Lori asked me about presenting a session, she gave us a list of topics that we could choose from. And I immediately, as I looked down through the list, it didn't take me but just a second to say, I want quiet time. And it wasn't because of what I already knew about it, and it wasn't because I felt like I was an example, or I knew all about quiet time, but it was because I felt like if there's an area that I probably needed to refine and to do more with, that it would be quiet time. So that's the reason I chose it. And I know from those of you in the room today that most of you probably already have your quiet time going. So you may end this, uh, lead the session today with saying, yes, I am right on. Or uh, you may say, well, that, that's a way, like I did, that's a way that I might refine. You may get some suggestions from other people in the small group session. Or there could be some of you that would say, something I need to get started. And I did get some information, hopefully, in the session today that will help me to get started with a quiet time and it be an effective part of my day. 
see if I can get these papers to, to move. Quiet time is, whoop, it didn't, there they go in here. Okay, now this all worked previously. <laughs> and wouldn't you know, You know, this works best if you have it turned on. <laughs> I had it pushed the wrong direction. Now let me see if it's going to work. Well, I may have spoken too soon. Well, there's another way I can move that. What is the deal? Where's that lady that was in the last <laughs> There we go. Okay. Quiet time is the time set aside in a certain place where a person can get away, be alone, and draw near to the Lord. Who is our best example about how to shape our lives? Jesus, Jesus of, of course. So I'm starting with uh, some examples of when he would withdraw to lonely places and pray. In Luke five sixteen, it says, "But Jesus Himself would often slip, often slip away to the wilderness and pray." And then in the uh, Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I'm just putting some scriptures over uh, up here that I used that that records that Jesus withdrew withdrew to a meet in a quiet place. In uh, Matthew fourteen thirteen, Jesus sought solitude after the news of John's death. And even though uh, all of our quiet times might not occur just because of the situation that's going on in life, but sometimes our life situation will determine what we do during our quiet time, what our focus will be, our scripture, and so forth. In Mark 1, 35, after Jesus healed people with various illnesses, what did he do? He withdrew into a secluded place and prayed. And then we just referred to Luke 5, 16, with Jesus as an example in finding a quiet place to pray. And then in John six fifteen, after Jesus had fed the 5,000, and just before he walked on the water, what did he do? He went out to a mountain <coughs> by himself and prayed. The Apostle Paul is a good example because he was constantly speaking to God privately. And each time that he wrote letters to the churches, to the believers, he was telling them how much he'd been praying for them. And I would think that a lot of that, well, just because of his situation, was in private. And then, of course, he was always encouraging them to pray. And then what do we see with Daniel? Here's a, a good example. Uh, I won't read all of that, but uh, Daniel, the last part of it says that he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and offering praise to, before his God, just as he had been doing previously. So it sounds like it was a habit, um, as we're talking daily. But he did three times a day. And then it says, 
Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel offering a prayer and imploring favor before his God. So this was a pattern for Daniel. He was on his knees three times a day. And then there's some additional, uh, through the Psalms, King David often mentioned his time alone with the Lord, uh, morning with God, morning and evening. With these scriptures in mind, I want us to talk about how we can apply this to our, our quiet time, that uh, we've named it as quiet time. The purpose, so why is it that we, uh, what is the purpose of having quiet time? And of course, it's to maintain fellowship with Christ. Now, and, and this gives us a really big reason. I, I want to mention the fact that I, uh, before coming to Stillwater Bible and hearing J.B. teach, I might say that I want to improve my relationship with God. But now I've learned that my relationship with God is eternal. It's fixed at the, t at the moment that I trust uh, Jesus as my Savior. And that will never change. It won't get better. It won't get worse. It is a very firm relationship with God. And it is eternal. But we can be out of fellowship with God because of sin in our life that we've not confessed. Now, it, we... Occasionally, I may still use the term, I want my relationship with God to be better, but I just wanted to mention the fact that there is a difference. Relationship is eternal. Uh, fellowship may vary according to unconfessed sin in our life. And so we are talking about the fellowship aspect today. In Psalms 1-2 gives us... Uh, what we need to do to have fellowship. And this is referring to a blessed man. It says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night, delight in the word and meditate. Let us think a few minutes about our fellowship with people, and we've talked about this at several times uh, today in our fellowship with uh, other Christian ladies. But how are you feeling when you say or you hear the comment of, I haven't heard from her, or we need to get together. I sure miss our visits. We haven't talked in really such a long time. We need to talk. So how are you feeling that there's an emptiness there, right? You're not doing what you would need to do to build that fellowship with that person and become better friends. Well, God could be saying the same thing to us because he desires to hear from us in prayer and for us to pour our heart out to him. You can tell him whatever is on your mind. We, uh, I was just in Christie's session and, you know, uh, and then the Patty's session this morning is sometimes we have to be careful about what we share about ourselves to people, but we never have to be concerned about that when we are pouring our heart out um, in our quiet time. Do you know, when does God want to hear from us? All the time. Whether we're happy, sad, stressed, um, lonely, uh, any feeling that we have, He wants to hear from us. But He doesn't just want to hear from us, 
He wants <clears throat> us to read the Bible and hear from him. So we talk to him, he talks to us. In 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, the latter part of this that I have underlined uh, lets us know that we are to cast our anxieties on him because he cares for us. Through quiet time, we can have peaceful communication with our Lord and Savior. We should seek to live more on the fullness of Christ and grow more fruitful so our joy in him is full. And last night, we sang the song, The Vine. Um, it's just amazing how things work together, isn't it? Uh, from session to session and the songs with the presentation. But we sang that song about the vine. And what was that phrase that it kept repeating? Abide in me. Abide in me. So these are some big whys for a quiet time. When we daily meet with God in prayer and read his word, we are abiding in Christ and we are being transformed into the likeness of Christ. Now I want us to spend some time uh, exploring the aspects of quiet time in planning and preparing, and then we'll talk about benefiting from quiet time. In the planning and preparing part, I'm, I'm gonna choose to work with four areas here. Picking the best time of the day, choosing the best location, deciding how long our quiet time will last, and then having the materials readily accessible. And as I said to begin with, you may already have all of this going if you have your own quiet time, but there might be some of that that you feel like you need to do differently. And remember that everything that I'm gonna give you, except read the Bible, have a Bible, but every other thing that I'll be talking about are only suggestions. You decide what works for you and um, you'll be making the decision. So let's first talk about picking the best time of the day. It should be a consistent time, so we have to evaluate our schedule and decide what will fit in that schedule. Right after breakfast in the morning and after I've had my first cup of coffee, or maybe having my cup of coffee, I take it to my office for my quiet time, is when it works best for me. Some say that early morning is the best time because it gives you a good start for the day. It says something about it being a priority in your life, and it sometimes the day gets going and you intend to, and then other things get in the way that might distract you from your quiet time. However, if you're not a morning person and you often hit the snooze button just to get a few more minutes of sleep or you have trouble staying awake or staying focused at first thing in the morning, that's probably not the best time for you. And the reality is, as I look around, there's some uh, young ladies in the group and sometimes for young mothers, it's very difficult to find any time to carve out during the day, to be creative with that. Some it's before bed after putting the kids to bed. For others, it may mean driving to work early 
and having some devotional time in the car while sitting in the parking lot. Um, for others, it might be uh, eating lunch alone and having your quiet time there or break time. Um, just the, and we'll talk about how long uh, quiet time should last. So if it's your break time, then it may just be a few minutes, but that's better than no minutes. Uh, so that is really the way I see it. Whether it's at 9 o'clock at night or 5 o'clock in the morning, it's uh, 9 o'clock at night would be better than no time at all. So that's just a, a way to consider that. And this is one of the points that you'll have time to communicate in your small groups. The next one is choose the best location. And your location may depend on your best time because remember I said maybe after you, you may drive to work early and have your quiet time in your car in the parking lot or it may be a, a lunch table or in the park. So you choose that place that works for you. Now I go to my office and I'm not sure there's a perfect place, but in my office, in my comfortable chair, is where I go for my quiet time. But I have to be careful because my computer is right there in front of me. And you're smiling because you know if I touch that computer mouse, it, it might lead me off. And I don't mean to be there very long, but it can be distracting. So sometimes I think, well, this may not be my best place, but for now it is. Um, and I'm also very distracted by uh, sound, so I can't have music playing in the background, but there are some people that in their house, they may not can find a quiet place, so they may have headphones or uh, earbuds that play some soft music that would distract me, but for others that may be a way to feel like you get all the other noises out of way. So in this case, your best place may be in the living room. Uh, and sometimes people say this sets an example for the family. If there's children, that you are, are with your family when you're having your quiet time. And you might even just ask them to respect your uh, quiet time and your prayer time. That may be the only real place that you have to um, have your quiet time. <coughs> and shall I mention the closet? If you can get in there. In Matthew 6, 6 it says, well, and I shouldn't say that because I shouldn't indicate your closet's like mine. But anyway, <laughs> Matthew 6, 6 says, but when you pray, go into your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward. Uh, and then I, I'll, I'll give you <coughs> an example that I heard about. Uh, an elderly woman <coughs> excuse me, has her quiet time in the bathroom, and she started this back when she, had, when she was young and she had children at home. And it was really the only quiet place that she could find. And I, as I was reading this, I thought, 
and she must not have had dogs because they'd be scratching at the door even if you close the door. And if you don't close the door, you know exactly where they are. So, but anyway, she started having her quiet time in the bathroom. And even though her house is empty now, that's a habit she had developed and it still has that meaning for her to have her quiet time in the bathroom. So whatever works. Um, the next area is to decide how long it will last. And remember, all of this is conditional. So if you begin your spiritual discipline of spending just a few minutes, if it's a new thing for you to have quiet time, uh, and you want just a few minutes with that, uh, I'll, I've got an example that I'm going to show you with this, and then later we'll talk about the components and what will influence how much time you actually spend with your quiet time. Let me show you this example that I found as far as maybe a good way to begin. Because sometimes people don't start quiet time because they can't carve out what they think is enough time for quiet time. But this suggestion was invest 30 seconds uh, preparing your heart. You might pray, Lord, cleanse my heart so you can speak to me through the scripture. Make my mind alert, my soul active, and my heart responsive. Surround me with your presence during this time. I loved this prayer. I mean, having a <clears throat> written prayer, some people feel like that that's not really communicating, but Patty was mentioning the three by five card this morning and I have written this well it's not written there but I, this prayer I've written in the front of my journal because I just feel like it touches all those areas that I need to be to set that right stage for me to enter into my quiet time then um, the next part is and notice it's the longest time there is um, Listen to God, and that's through the reading His Word. And then the next time is after God has spoken through His Word, then speak to Him in prayer. And um, later, this doesn't include this, but I'm going to later talk about uh, meditation and journaling as very important parts. And when this, when you do this, it's definitely going to take more time. So certainly I would recommend more time than this, but this is a good start. If, if you're trying to, to find some time um, to do that. Um, and let me mention here, um, in the 412 Foundation course, uh, the, Brian teaches that now, but there is a good, a really great uh, segment in there about Bible study and quiet time. And it makes a very definite distinction that we shouldn't <coughs> consider that our time of reading and prayer time and quiet time does not take the place of Bible study. Bible study is really digging deeper and in the scripture and this course really teaches a lot about how to have an effective Bible study time so quiet, quiet time doesn't take the place 
of Bible study. And then have resources and materials readily accessible. Um, there are several items that are helpful in quiet time. So you may consider a container. I have this one that's on the chair here that I brought my quiet time things in. So this is especially important if you're going to be moving out of one area, like into the central part of the house, but you don't want to leave your things out there, you put them away some other place, or if your quiet time is away from home, that you just pick up what you need to, to take with you. So maybe a container would be helpful for that. Uh, and if, talking about materials and resources, what's one item that you know you have to have? A Bible or a Bible source. Um, glasses. Do glasses. Glasses. <laughs> here, look, right here. It may be a Kleenex or two. Mm -hmm. So, um, but uh, I also have like pens and pencils and highlighters. I recently found that this kind of a side note: the twistables and the crayons. I really like them because they don't bleed through if I mark them something and uh, I find them very handy in pen and pencil, uh, sticky notes, um, all kinds of little things that you can get your little box to have handy uh, for that. Um, and a maybe a devotional book and then the, there are a lot of devo devotions online so you know you, in that case you need your computer or your phone or whatever. Um, but Oh, and another item that I definitely recommend, and this is, was a refinement point for me, is a journal. I had, I'd take notes, I, I might jot something down during quiet time, but I, before I did this study, I'm confessing that I did not keep a journal. And now that I do, it is so much more meaningful to me, and I'll talk more about that later. So the next thing that I want us to talk about, it's probably the most important part, is how to make your quiet time beneficial. And there's four major components that I'm going to mention. And then you look at those, and those of you that are already have your quiet time, and think about these and, and how you include them in your, your time. Um, and as we look at these components, I want you to keep that Psalms 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 2 in mind. Uh, in your thoughts, remember it was speaking about the blessed man, uh, how it, it says, but his delight, I'll go ahead, but his delight is in the law, or the word, and on the law, the word, he meditates day and night. I, I think this is a good scripture to keep in mind as we go through these different areas. Uh, so start with reading. Now, my, I, I've already mentioned my prayer, my quiet time doesn't start with reading, but there's just that, that little quick prayer 
to begin with that just sets my tone, gets me in the attitude of quiet time. But there are other things, of course, reading God's Word is the most beneficial reading that uh, we have in this uh, component. And I want us to look at some scripture that gives the benefit of putting God's Word in our mind. Psalms 119.11, Your Word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. And then we have uh, Psalms 119, 105, that says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. These are not new for, for you, I know, but it's just a good reminder of why it is so important for us to have that daily time to put God's word in our mind. And so you may ask, what, so how do you determine what you're going to read, what Bible scripture you're going to read during your quiet time? Uh, you may follow a Bible plan. I know uh, different churches will have different plans. Uh, there is the plan to read the Bible through. In a few minutes, I'm going to refer to the, our daily bread, and it has a plan for reading the Bible through in a year. Um, you may read the Psalms. JB really recommends that we read the Proverbs each day, um, 31 uh, chapters, so we have one day for, one for each day of the month. And then, by the way, Proverbs 4, did any of you read that today? I'm not, no, don't answer. But uh, I did, and there's one verse that in particular stood out to me as I read this today. Oh, and, and let me just mention this now, because I don't want to forget it later, but uh, my, my devotional reading this morning was about fear and worry and what the scripture says about that. Is that a coincidence? It's just saying, Lois, it's okay. Don't worry. Don't be fearful. It's going to be okay. But the one that I, uh, uh, just the one verse that really stood out, and this chapter 4 is Solomon uh, writing about a father's instruction about life. And in verse 33, he says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. That very meaningful to me today, and I also thinking that our quiet time height sets our heart for life through the day, or if it's at night, you sleep on it. Um, talking about you know what you're going to be reading from the Bible, um, I'm taking JB's two two course, and he refers to some scriptures. Some of the scriptures, several, some of you in here are getting that, but he'll refer to scriptures and some of them we have on the screen but some of them he'll just refer to them or sometimes he'll say uh, read this uh, let me get throw out a scripture that I want you to read sometimes read this you'll find a lot from it so that might uh, determine some of the scripture that I read of course if I read that scripture that's in addition to the study the Bible study mm -hmm. for that course because there's a test mm -hmm. um, you may want to read other materials like a devotional book. There are many devotional books out there. Uh, there's devotionals online. Uh, 
you find and those devotional books may have scripture references that go along with those but um, if in reading the devotional books just be sure that that doesn't take the place of a scripture reading but you, you read the scripture in addition to the devotionals and in talking with some others I found that um, some person said that they just use a hymnal sometime as their devotional just open it any page and read the words inspirational there and I thought about this last night when we were singing just a closer walk with thee in the words of that song could have definitely been a great is a great devotional thought um, and then our daily bread I have to tell you my first experience with uh, quiet time when I was a teenager back in the late 50s and early 60s uh, at Brewster Baptist Church in Emerson, Arkansas, was an exciting time that we started getting our daily bread free. Long time ago. It was first published in 1956. But I was really excited that I had my own devotional book that I didn't have money to buy another one. And that book is still in print and it's still free and it's in our entry area. They, whether you enter in this door back here or enter on the front, there the our daily bread is always there. In a few minutes I'll give you a copy and we'll uh, talk a little bit about what it has to offer along with these different um, components that we need to include in our quiet time. So this leads to prayer, and we heard about prayer from Patty this morning, a uh, very inspirational time. But, and I've mentioned that you probably want to start with prayer to set the stage or get in the right state of mind for your quiet time. And then at some point along the way, after you're reading, you'll um, pray for others and self, which is the intercession prayer and petition. Praise and thank God that your worship and thanksgiving and tell on yourself that is your confession. confession and those I got those words from JB he's always saying that confession is just tell on yourself just tell God and he's faithful to do what forgive, forgive. forgive. it's just automatic when you um, tell on yourself so and since really are, I'm really stressing the fellowship time here with God staying in fellowship, that's a component that every day during quiet time is uh, very important in telling ourselves to keep in that fellowship. And when we talk to God in prayer, that's part of the, com uh, the, the communication but then when we think about him after we've read, that leads us to our meditation. Uh, and some of the devotional books will have meditation questions, but some you just have to come up with your own questions. And our daily bread that I'll give you a copy of, and some of you probably already use it, it has some questions that lead to the meditation. So, uh, to meditate means to turn over in our minds and think slowly about various truths. 
It means to ponder on what you've read, to think about it and ask yourself, how can I apply this to my life? Is there something here that I need to give more thought to? When we practice spiritual meditation, it may not change the circumstances in our life, but it may change us to better manage the circumstances in our life. Really an important point. And then uh, journaling. Uh, journaling is writing about your thoughts and applications from what you've read. Uh, a friend of mine made me aware of an important point here. Writing down at least one key idea from your quiet time each day helps you to leave with a summary thought. Otherwise, she said, you may leave without thinking about what you have learned or read through your quiet time today. Uh, another suggestion that I learned from uh, another friend was to write down at least one point of gratitude a day. Uh, so journal's a good place to keep your prayer requests. JB sends us a prayer request that, that Pam helps him from our grow group and then he sends it out by email to all of us. And I just print it, clip it out, and tape it in my journal. So I have the, those people that I have agreed to pray for on a daily basis. And then um, Jean shared with me, and I, I don't know that you use this now. You have used it <coughs> or whatever. But this is an example of a journal page. I, I really do like it. Um, because it has all those different categories that we've talked about. Uh, oh, and with the title on this, Weekly Bible Reading Highlight Record, if you just type it in on uh, Google, it'll bring up a <coughs> template that you can just print. It's free, and that's what I did. Jean gave me the name of this, and then I was going to research it to see the author and the book that it was from, and in my research, the template just came up. So I printed it off. And this, I may start using this because right now I use um, a different journal. And it really is, this is just a prayer journal. I'm, I'm still working on this. Um, the, and this one's just set up to you know, to focus on your prayer. It does have some pay. Oh, there's my example of, I wrote my prayer in the beginning that I told you that I had, and then that's like what I do from what Pam gives JB and he sends out. But this will have some extra pages in it, and then in the back it has time, uh, you know, place for answered prayer. But it's not all on one page like this is, but after this study and working through this, I, I and not just because Jean gave it to me, which is pretty good, but uh, it, it just it was something that I thought could be uh, very beneficial there. Okay, we're out of, out of time, but we're almost finished, and we'll do our small break time. Let me go back one. Okay. 
So in this slide, just in summary, uh, we talked about the why. Uh, when we meet daily with God in prayer and reading His Word, we are abiding in Christ and are being transformed into the likeness of Christ. When we are well planned and prepared, uh, it makes our quiet time go better. And what are we going to plan and prepare? Uh, time, uh, place, and how long we can carve out for that and what materials we're going to need. And then we're going to structure it so that it's very beneficial and meets the, the, our purpose. And that's be sure that we have some uh, reading, some praying, some meditation, and some journaling. And then that takes me to the, the closure. As you grow in your Christian walk, you will hunger for your quiet time with the Lord each day. You might even decide to wake up early each day to have a longer quiet time with the Lord because time with the Lord is sweeter than an extra few minutes of sleep. <coughs> Listen to um, Jeremiah, uh, or this is in Jeremiah, thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, let not the mighty man boast of his might, let not the rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. That's Jeremiah 9, 23-24. So quiet time is a specific time in which we seek the face of the Lord to know his friendship, personally and to worship and understand him better and this should not become a devotion to a habit but devotion to our savior because god has granted us the priceless privilege of fellowship with him my prayer is that god will fill our hearts with a sense of excitement and expectation as we come to fellowship with him each day come to each quiet time with that expectation and see that the Lord will reward your seeking Him. And I want to leave you with this scripture. Hebrews eleven six. And without faith it is impossible to please Him. For the one who comes to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. And before we do our discussion questions, I wanted to give you, because you may want to look at this as you're in your small groups, but I do have, if you'll just take one of these and pass them around to some of the people that are near you here, just <coughs> back. Well, I didn't realize I was going to be here. Can you get those out of there? Well, I'm going to make a mess, but... Well, no, oh, slide them out or something. Yeah. Your hands would be better than mine. Here. Uh, you can pass them down the row? Just pass them back, and I'll take some to the back. This, this devotional resource <coughs> has probably been around and is more used than any other devotional source that there is. I... I use 
this has been very meaningful to me. I'm <coughs> mentioning Jesus Calling is written by Sarah Young, but there are a lot of critics for this because she writes this in first person, Jesus' <coughs> voice. And the critics say that she shouldn't be putting words in Jesus' mouth. But to me, I, I can read what she says, and she follows it with scripture. And when I read that scripture, I just think, yeah, I can just hear, I can just hear him saying that. To me. So it, this, I like it, but just remember, there, there are some <coughs> critics to that. And another thing is, for instead of a devotion book, you may just have a book that you're reading. I'm reading this one that I got as a Christmas gift. Okay. Uh, we have uh, like 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, did you have a question? Would you be willing to share your, the prayer that you use, the 30 second prayer with us again? Yeah, I'll have to yeah, try Yeah. It's in my journal, so let me get it here. Or, you know what? No, I didn't put I didn't okay. make a slide of it. Okay. I should have, I'm sorry I didn't. Um, we recorded. Okay. Lord, cleanse my heart so you can speak to me through the scripture. Make my mind alert, my soul active, and my heart responsive. Surround me with your presence during this time. Well, that's all for True to the Bible podcast this time. We hope that you enjoyed this lesson. If you did, or if you want to listen to some other lessons on Truth of the Bible podcast, make sure that you subscribe or like this podcast. If you have any questions about anything that you heard, or you're interested in how you can be saved, make sure you contact us at hunter.davis at stillwaterbible.org. Again, thanks for joining us for this lesson, and we hope to hear from you soon.